There's no place to escape to. This is the last time. On the left. Side stories. Yeah, your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Here we get this thing. They pulled this thing up. We got a lot of stories tonight. We got a lot of information to go through. Yeah, I mean, a lot of show. We got a lot of show to get through. I don't know if we're going to get to all of it. You know, that's what everybody says. I hear that on the radio all the time. People say, a lot of show today. I don't know if we're going to get through all of it, but now I kind of understand that feeling. Mm -hmm. Because we got a lot of information. It was a big news week for us. Yeah, are what we I starting like, the show? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just puttering through various tabs because okay. I did have a thing open up that I needed to have, and now I've lost the tab yes. that I was looking for. Okay. So I just am having where is a nervous breakdown. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Welcome to Side Stories. Ben hanging out with Henry. <laughs> you have thousands of tabs. Is the open. show over? No, the show has just begun. Oh, man. Yes, it feels wow. as if it's been going on for far too long. Wow. But you know what? That's because today's a somber day. Oh, I am still. Honestly, I didn't even want to be on camera today. I know. I've been so puffy from crying all these last couple of days. I feel and like I, it's like an explosion of sadness. I just, it's like I walked outside of my door and I saw a package yeah. that I thought was going to be innocent. And then I opened it up and then the day blew up in my face almost like i was in charge of some form of university or tech company 81 ted kaczynski r.i.p can we play taps dead, dead by can suicide we play taps? i can't believe this fucking golden goose of content is dead yes indeed. and i just cannot believe we oh god all the ones and zeros that we have used in this man's behalf. Absolutely. A man who really brought the fun into mathematics. Kaczynski killed three people, injured 23 others. You all know from 75 to 1995, but, one of America's hey, most notorious serial bombers. Yes, and now we know, now that we know that he did commit suicide in jail, he has upped his murder numbers to four. Absolutely. Now, so this good is the work. One I think thing. that's what he wanted. I think he was excited about that. The final bomb. It's just him with explosive diarrhea after eating purposely contaminated prison food. He did also have a bunch of cancer. Oh, yes. Now we so know. So I'm going to say this. Cancer is what took him. He went to commit suicide without the cancer. Hmm. He just decided to take it upon himself. Because let's be honest, for a man who was a hermit, he did have initiative. Horrible person. This is why Montana has a bad reputation to this day for people who live in the woods. But it does seem like the cancer... That was a key component to the death. Well, I think it is very similar to Hunter S. Thompson in many ways. <laughs> Truly, when Hunter Wasn't S. Thompson. Wasn't that just alcoholism well, and uh, drug, al- drug he addiction? Had, uh, he had an injury from a sports event. Yeah, he had a sports injury that basically by the toward end of his life, he was completely wheelchair bound. And he was a very. Was he? Yes. He was a very proud man. At the very end, he decided to take his own life because he wanted control over, over his narrative. And if there was huh. one person in this world that was so he controlling likes- of his own narrative. It it is true. It was Ted Kaczynski. So now that, yes, he was, uh, he was in late stages of cancer. He was uh, very frail and still as frustrated than ever. And I don't know why, yeah. because as I discovered in a post yesterday, he was played by the very handsome Paul Bettany you know what's in a also- television series that was very quickly used to sell iPads. I was watching some news reports because now they're showing some older images of Kaczynski before he went absolutely insane and again uh, began his reign of terror. He was... If you were going to go and like be taught by him, 
He was kind of the sexy, crunchy professor from uh, Animal House. I don't know if there was anything sexy about him. He was not that bad. They said that. Have they, you seen Young Ted Kaczynski? I'm going to show you a picture of Young Ted. But the, I don't know. But I would say before or after the MK Ultra testing. Before or after <laughs> the MK Ultra testing. Well, because if not, like, depending on. Because right before he was just a young man, then they made him crazy on purpose to see what it would do for the war. And it didn't do a heck of a lot except make a Unabomber, which is what we got. Look at that strapping young gentleman. But I want to say that this is before he was teaching. Again, Paul Bettany wasn't playing that version of him. Paul right. Bettany was playing shit in the bucket, smelling like rotten milk version of Ted. Don't come around my wife, Ted. Look no, at this sexy You should see beast. this picture. It's true. He's got he a, a lantern jaw. Yes. He did have a lot of hair. He was born with it all, and then he gave it away. I can't believe it. And <laughs> would you believe the only Polish guy to ever Harvard, graduate from Harvard? Is that right? No. No, probably not. No, Although not I true. didn't realize, is he Polish? It was Kaczynski. I don't Kaczynski. know. Kaczynski. It's got to be one of them. It All could it was, be. I almost killed myself trying to constantly retype <laughs> his name over and over again to research for the show. Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Right. But well, you there know, you go. Ted is dead. The end of a uh, a true nightmarish life. And you should check out Jamie Gager's book. We did a uh, interview with her for Patreon. She wrote Ooh. a really great uh, whole expose of Ted Kaczynski's private life. It's a really, really good book. Uh, but wasn't yes, that he, just his life? Does Ted, when you don't, when you live in the woods, separated by all humanity, I don't think it's a private life. I don't know. I think it's just life. I think that he was a very solitary man, and he, up until the very end, believed that no one understood him. He was the ultimate, oh, yeah. like, I do feel like he missed TikTok in a way because he would have oh, really been great on have. TikTok with the, like, the, the filter that puts, like, the dark eyeliner on it and, like, you know, <laughs> like, playing, like, stained yeah. songs with the, like, the lyrics highlighted over him as he's sitting there. Like, he would have been perfect for that. He definitely was one of those. He's like, I'm a genius. Nobody gets me. I just wish I could blow up the whole world. Well, indeed, he was on the outside looking in because you want to be able to watch, much like when you let your shit on fire. You want to be able to see when the person opens up the package. Which, interesting about him, though, he relied on the United States Postal Service. He didn't, to my knowledge... I don't think we know. No, he was not a self-made mass murderer. No, 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 he he got he got help. But I don't think he even watched the bombs go boom. Well, he did did a couple times. One, there was a couple of stories of him coming back. You know, there's the one where he can't. Let me. I might. Let me take that back. I might be incorrect. I actually don't know if he did actually watch anybody receive the bomb. Right. I know that he was seen. That's why we got the pictures of him with the hoodie and the the glasses. But I did it. I think he did it all from afar because, again, Mm. he was the mastermind of masterminds getting his revenge to this day against calculators. (laughs) Which is like, again, and guess what, Ted? It didn't work. Have fun in hell. We all have calculators right here on our phones. Uh, To this day, the single worst mugshot in FBI history. It's a man with huge glasses that can look like anybody on any day. But he gets, it was his mystery. It was his mystery. But yeah, Ted, and what I will appreciate about Ted Kaczynski, though, one little thing I'll give to him, I imagine, of all of these fucks that have died in jail, you know, at least he probably didn't throw that Hail Mary pass to God at the very end and pray, like, oh, you'll forgive me, God, because he was a total atheist. So at least he gets to go to the dirt. Well, I suppose we don't know. But yeah, I could see him not doing that. Also, sadly enough, I could see him being very happy 
in prison, in solitary. Oh, yeah. Because that's all he had. That's all but he had. now he didn't have to shit in the woods and have to fend off bears to find berries. Well, I know that people went and sent him letters, always asking for oh, his I'm information. Sure. And all, he was definitely writing and he was giving out a lot of his opinions. I'm very, very certain that he was a very, very vocal prisoner. Indeed. And of course, also busted by his brother. Family. 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 Because there's certain crimes. Again, I've said this to Jackie. You only get one accidental death I will cover up for you. Well, of course. Well, actually, you well, one accidental death. It could be on purpose if it was righteous. It just, or it just, or such a crazy accident. If someone does something to our Jackie, she can kill them. I believe that. I was reading about the- Also, um, she has to, because if we do it, we go to, women don't have it as bad. What? Because Jackie can go, and then I understand, and people say, I can't believe what a hero you are, Jackie. But if we do it, we're going to the fucking, we're going to the pokey forever. Do you think it's real? It is real. Do you think that that's real? Well, it's that. Side stories, L-P-O-T-L, gmail.com. Do you think that Jackie will get less of a sentence for the same crime as Ben Kissel? Of course. I mean, it depends, though, because I also think- The data shows. But I can also see the jury looking at Jackie being like, that seductress, and her going like, No, that's because you have a perverted- She puts on that thing. She goes like, oh, what if I, maybe I'll give you keys. You have a very distorted view. Maybe I'll give you keys. You have a very distorted view of Jackie Zabrowski, a full-grown woman. That is not at all uh, like that. Anyway, so there you go. He hung himself and now he's hanging out with Epstein and Berlusconi and they're doing bunga bunga in hell. Oh yeah, we lost Silvio Berlusconi too. There you Man, go. Man, hell just got a lot hornier. <laughs> well, it's certainly it fucking dead. Um, all right. All right. Now we go. Now we get back to the real subject at hand. We've been talking about this last week. We began <laughs> all the story of in, uh, the unfolding of the tale of David Grush the whistleblower that has been saying yep. that he has got some super secret information that the the Congress can't get involved in. And so I he don't has want decided, Congress to get in fuck we, involved with it, to be honest. We aired our entire opinion about Congress last also, week. Also, Fernando, do you have the pan flutes ready? I'm, I, I'm already week, beginning to see the bane. No, this week I feel like it's, it's, it's coming down. It's entering the narrative. We're seeing that the WAPO didn't jump. New York Times didn't jump for the whistleblower story. Oh, okay. For those of you who just don't, just quick sum up, David Grush, he believes that there is a secret UFO, quote unquote, I just can use the word UFO, crash retrieval system slash program deep inside of the U.S. intelligence services that has gone and has retrieved up to a dozen crashed slash fully intact UFOs that we have somewhere sitting somewhere and we are trying to get technology out of that but we are finding it very very difficult and what he did was file an official complaint with his bosses in Congress to say hey these guys are doing all of this shit without you knowing don't you want to get involved on this highly secret shit that you are just allowing these private contractors to run train on right okay. so ooh mama ooh mama well but, you know there are also some skeptics to this oh very much so a of fella, course a fella named Mick West well did you did you just saying a fella named Mick West I just feel like oh Fernando he doesn't even <laughs> understand what he just said oh a, a fella, fellow a named Mick West named no Mick, Mick West. West is well, in, he's a fella and his name is Mick West if you go into a room of ufologists <laughs> and say the words Mick West or this guy Mick West this guy this fellow <laughs> named Mick West these guys are going to jump up Why? and try to crossbody you. Just, he's a skeptic. He is he's a one professional. Of the he's the Skip Bayless of UFOs. He's a professional diaper baby for the U.S. fucking government. He's a lick spittle. To use Roscoe Hart's terms, he's a lick spittle well, he for said, the U.S. intelligence community. Wow, well, he says that Grush has used some 
illogical assumptions. Well, Mick West has got a fucking. Uh, wow. She's got a. How do I put this? Okay, the oh, hey, let me dial back. The ufology community. Let me just tell I had never okay. heard of this guy before, but wow. Mick West. I'll, I'll echo Ross Colehart's, the investigative journalist from 60 Minutes Australia. I will, I will echo his sentiments. It is good for the ufological world to have these stayed skeptics, these heels of the skeptic world and, and, and within the UFO world because right. it's good, because someone needs to check what can sometimes be called rampant enthusiasm sure. amongst us people that are UFO enthusiasts. Mick West, he is the one who basically said in 2017, although those videos that came out that were Tick, the Tic Tac, the mm -hmm. Go Fast video. He says that you can't, like, this is a little bit, you know, with an edge. He basically says, oh, all of this, we're taking the words of these pilots and these, the, all of these people, just because they're quote unquote trained observers doesn't mean they know everything they see in the sky. He thinks that what they are doing is basically misidentifying things and misconstruing radar information to project it into UFOs. So the reason why this doesn't Oh, hold, I see. Oh, this guy is crazy. He does conventions for the skeptical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, so he, hold on He's a got a whole Wait racket. A he's got a whole racket. There's a whole anti-UFO community? Buddy. So there's a whole there's a whole anti csi.com. Do you understand? Which is just debunking it. How much more nerdy is that? It is everything. Oh, oh yeah, they're the uh, the truly unfuncable ones. Debunking they're the ones that are deeply unfuckable ones. At least in the UFO world, there's there's dances. At these skeptic balls, there is they just sit around like weighing cobalt and like measuring things on a television screen, being like, that's a three millimeter. Oh, that's a jump that can't be construed by science. Like just saying like weird ass shit. No one's fucking. Wow. They're, just they're all just panty waste, whatever. UFOs, but, though, I mean to have an anti-UFO. UFO convention. That means UFO is very powerful. There are entire subsections of the internet that are just against us. You know what I mean? Well, the, like what there are, are people that, as soon as there is a thing, the internet will develop much like antimatter, the anti thing. There is always a, course, a contingent to, to whatever it is. And then if there's a backlash, don't you worry. There will always be a backlash against the backlash. And then eventually there will be a backlash against the backlash against the backlash. And then that's how we get five different fucking Little Mermaids. Well, and there's and nothing I wrong like the with little girl. That. I like the, the, sure. the, the woman in the, in the Little Mermaid. She seems very, very attractive and talented. Well, everybody but knows doing... that half fish woman should be Asian. Let me just get back to UFOs, something I can actually talk I just, about. I mean, just last though, heat. can you imagine how sad your life is to go to an anti-UFO convention and then just leave and be like, yep, still pretty that don't exist. What the fuck did you just do with your weekend? It's just it, I, I don't even understand. That's so much nerdy. I would rather go to a flat. I want to go where people believe. In I, something. I believe. Yes, follow the enthusiasm. I'm with oh you. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, skeptics, well, I'm with you now. Fuck Mick West. Listen, skeptics, you're allowed to be there. Okay, and you're I didn't not mean to, call, to have a convention. I just I didn't mean to call you a bunch of unfuckables. Okay, <laughs> it's just you know this me. Y'all know me. <laughs> all right, y'all know me. Y'all know where I'm coming from. All right. Live from your grave. So look, let's look at this interview to sum up. Okay. So David Grush went and did a long format interview with Ross Colehart, who is an investigator from 60 Minutes Australia. He has really been into this whole story. Him and George Knapp and Jacques Vallée have been kind of like these massive proponents of this new version of soft getting harder disclosure. Yes. Mm. Right, yes. We're in the mid-fluff. We're in mid-fluff. Okay. We're right at you said, there might be a chance. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? Oh, she touched my knee. We're at that level right okay. now of wow. disclosure. Okay, yeah. wow. Um, so he did a seven-hour interview, David Grush, with 
Ross Colehart that has been edited down to one hour. And here's a couple of little bits we got. Hmm. So number one, we had David Grush from within the intelligence community. He researched this topic from within it for four years. And mm-hmm. he has tapes of recordings of men who have said, we were a part of this crash retrieval slash object retrieval program. Okay. And it's like, and we swear, we pick his wheel. And he also <laughs> says that we got, he says he was shown pictures and he was shown some stuff. But again, one of the big criticisms comes in is that this information to David Grush is still secondhand. Okay, sure. So we'll put it out there. We do know from this interview that he filed he filed an official complaint. And so basically what David Grush's sort of mm-hmm. like protection for himself is, the reason why I'm telling the truth is because if I am not telling the truth, I have now lied to Congress. I'm going to go to jail. All right. So that's well, how that's he's covering himself. I, I don't like that risk. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Okay. I so he's it. putting himself out there. That is one of his things. What are you saying? So he then showcased what he got into. He said one of the main things he learned and can speak about, which okay. is a, a you know side thing we learned. The DOD has checked off things he's allowed to say, quote okay. unquote, to the press. So there are the, so far everything he's allowed, everything he said he has been allowed to say. Right. Hmm. So one okay. Of, so I'm going to take it with a little grain of salt yes. as well because it's been vetted by the DOD. Obviously, yes. they have their own initiative. They have their own goals in mind, specifically perhaps on the cusp of number three. Maybe they want us to know this information in this way, and they are telling us information they want us to know, but we don't know why or how yet. So one of the main things he said he was allowed to talk about mm-hmm. was a crash in Italy in 1933 that was retrieved, supervised, and scooped up by a Mussolini. Oh, right? no. Now, Mussolini, this this is actually like, this is where the hairs, all a million of them start to stand up on my back. Yeah, I don't right? want the Italians to have this. Very fascist uh, at that they, time. They were, well, they got rid of it. Don't worry. They got a real fast. <laughs> they, I, the, fast. The spaghetti version of fascism was kind of lazy. Yeah, I'm but just going to go ahead and say that they were kind of lazy. That's the scarier part to me. A little bit. Yeah. A when, little bit. When, when fascists are fully carved up, mm, I oh. mean, they do get tired. Oh, he was very tired. Fantastic outfits, though. Mm-hmm. They all had it. Very, very well designed. Now you but get it. He said this, he had these handwritten notes. You saw handwritten notes written within the Mussolini, like whatever their intelligence group, which they called at the time, Cabinete Arresto 33. This is my problem. Every single time I look at uh, anything about like Italian intelligence mm-hmm. or any of these, like, it all just looks like food. Well, I mean, in, every to single some thing, just, I, I just don't understand. Most of it, you look at it, it's like, this is the, the I'll take that. Ooh, what's that? Ooh, well, that, ooh does that decide? I'll think of fettuccine with that. That is actually true. They would only get one uh, shoe size for the military, size 13. And then from there, they would just stuff it full of meatballs. And then you would, uh, so if you were a size seven, that's a lot of meatballs. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. And no one had a <laughs> no, larger yeah, size than a 13. He needs a full anona. You ever notice how fucking tiny Italian shoes are? I, I know. They're very narrow. Very narrow. Very, very narrow. I guess it's good um, for goose stepping. So Mussolini apparently got word that this thing had crashed in the middle of a field in southern Italy, in this place called Magenta, Italy. And they went down there and apparently it's, there's kind of, there's one story that calls it a a two discs attached at the rim. And there's a drawing of several discs like this, this here, this Rivergarda disc, is what they call it. Top view of the disc. These strange missing looking devices, right? It kind of looks like one of those fantastic little crackers. There's cookies. Mm, What do you call those little little thing on them? The lace cookies? I just had a bunch of those. No, no, not the lace cookies. Starts with an M. Starts with an M. 
Macarons. Macarons. See? Thank you. See, I didn't even have to look it up. Didn't even you have to did look it, it up. You did I just, it. I just had to just imagine just my head. Just think about it. It was like this. So Big macaron. But this is, it connects to this real story that has been floating around in UFO world. Okay. For a long time. So Mussolini went to go look into it. And the guy that he put in charge of it was the, the headed, but he created this, it was an Italian physicist, Giuglielmo Marconi. Right. He was in charge of the cabinet RS-33, which was going to be this like this weird clandestine uh, version of a X-Files for the fascist Italian government. Mm, OK. Did you right? see that interview recently with the man who says he was a man in black? Oh, it did. They're all over the place. Interesting. As soon as they get sick, they get microphone hungry <laughs> every single time. Uh. But the thing about Giuglielmo Marconi is that he was a real guy <laughs> that also was he was in charge of all this like super secret shit inside of the Italian government during the fascist times. But, but they're also, just so loud. You know how difficult it is for an Italian to keep a secret? I can't even imagine. They talk with their hands. They like, do. They, they don't even, you have any idea how easy it was to interpret a bunch of guys going like, guy, guy. I think they're bombing yeah. tomorrow at noon. Yeah, you could see because he's literally going fla flapping with his arms <laughs> and dropping bombs with his hands. But he, this guy straight up believe aliens were on Mars and we, all we got to do is figure out how to talk them through the radio. Oh. And that's all we got to figure out. That's basically what he said. On Mars. Okay. He was real confident. But. All right. Yada, yada, yada. This thing has been picked up. There was um, this object that was a, a disc-shaped object. There was also an object that looked like a bell. And it was transported to fascist Germany very, very quickly. Because at first, Mussolini thought that this was enemy technology. Because they knew that the Germans were working on what they called the solar disc. This version of basically a UFO-like thing. It just never worked. It's almost like Hitler was methed out of his fucking like mind. Like he was a moron and he just said a bunch of shit being yeah. like, I want the plates to fly! And they're all like, alright. <laughs> whatever Adolf wants. Exactly. But it's just interesting because it points to stories that were already out there that were very, very, like, hidden. Mm -hmm. Within the UFO world. Yes, David Grush probably did a lot of research on UFOs leading up to it, but nothing like this. Like This is really, really, it's different. And he also basically saying, that's one of the things we got. So that's 1933. That from 1933, it's an Italian UFO that we have. We also know that the Vatican came up, and that's how we know that we had, that's how we got the, the UFO Vatican? in the first place. No, but the Vatican also has been researching UFOs for probably a thousand years. They should be researching what's going on within the rank and file of the priesthood. I actually kind of trust them more with the UFOs. I do. I feel I like do they, can, they, they will do a that. better job. Also, if you UFOs. are a UFO and you are intelligent and you would go like bleep, blop, blop, who is the most powerful religion on earth? Specifically, 500 years ago, you're going to go talk with the Pope. You will talk with the Pope. And yes. then you just be like, that's, that's it? And him is going like, eh, manja, why you know it? By the way, Pope Francis about to die. Yep, get him. Got another one. He'll wow. be down there with fucking Ted Kaczynski and Sylvia Berlusconi. He's one of the good ones. He's not, though. Mm. Especially once they act good. <laughs> now, what David Grush, the term he uses quite a bit is NHI, non-human intelligence. So yeah. what he's saying is that these UFOs that they have discovered is that they're still not saying aliens. They're not saying extraterrestrial. Yeah. And he won't go as far as to say extraterrestrial. They are still saying this Earth. They believe so it's just AI. Say, no, they're saying that it comes from if, if it's something that is real that might have come from another physical dimension. That is what, the main thing that they're floating is that they're still mm. they still can't say because they're like it's earthbound. It's made out of earthbound shit that is stacked in a way that humans never would. 
Like that's basically what they're saying. And so it's stuff from here and it's, you know, but, but it's, you know, it's the Ghostbusters. No human would ever stack books that way. Well, it seems like Mick West would say it sounds like science fiction. More like not science faction. Shit breast. That's what I'll call him a breast me that is shit. That's this entire Forbes article really praising Mick West. Oh, they love him. Uh, yes. but, uh, so there, so yeah, so we now know the DOD is covering books. Okay. This is so what, 33. Uh, truly, that is what we're left with. Well, and bit. now, of course, many years later, 90, some would say, we have what we just saw in Las Vegas, uh, well, which was true. truly fascinating. Oh, well, we have actual footage of what appears to be a shooting star coming down from the heavens. I do think and it's, it's fucking trippy as shit. It is interesting. They do one thing I will say to add on to the David Grush stuff is that maybe there's something to hear is that he says that they he believes that it's one or the other, that these things have crashed here on purpose, that they have, that is not accident. Or we figured out some way to knock them out of the sky. Or there's mm. something that has happened within the pilot's interface and the machine and something natural on the planet Earth that has caused them to crash. Well, according to Mick uh, West, he says a lot of people might get ideas from Rick and Morty. Uh, well, yeah, it's because... Oh, so, God, uh, I you got that. He also says little Rick and Morty condescending prick. You, you want... I want to fucking... <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to Mick West. Bring him to the shop. <laughs> Invite him to... We'll give him the address in the studio. No, I don't think We're that's We're dropping boats. I don't think think that's a good idea. Also, in 1971, the USA and the USR signed a treaty explicitly stating that nuclear powers would confirm if UFOs or similar had breached nuclear facility airspace. Now, what they're talking about that is that there's a little article that has been blown out of ufological circles for years talking about this concept called Article 3 within this nuclear conflict resolution thing that we signed back in the day saying one of the things is the parties undertake to notify each other immediately in the event of detection by missile warning systems of identified objects. Isn't it interesting? Or in the event of signs of interference with these symptoms or with related communication facilities. It's the same thing that just like a divorce attorney has to tell the divorcees. (laughs) Just let us know if you're around. Please let us know. Yes, it does seem like that you need to maintain a hundred feet away from your ex-wife now. Um, But now now we will get to the story that was then blowing up my phone and my life for the last five days. Well, honestly, this story is insane. It's out of Vegas. I'm sure you all saw the footage already. There was a lightning or a, a fireball that descends from the heavens. And what's interesting about this is that it was caught on police cam. Now, this story so is the really, officers, really interesting. by the way, did not once again go above and beyond. <laughs> but you know not. what? They did say, if you see it again, give us a call. So this young man and his family, oh, this is on my birthday. Which is really interesting. So this started. Happy birthday. Thank you. This started about a month also, ago. It's Donald Trump's birthday tomorrow. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh, he won't He's be able to rape in. anybody. He's gonna be in jail. <laughs> I don't oh even, well, no. You, watch out. Watch out, jail. <laughs> hey, buddy, come on in. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. You um, never know. Wait, this. Uh, so it happened a month ago. Now, the story, the reason why we're even hearing about this Vegas alien story is because George Knapp, Channel 8 News in Vegas, he, who is our boy, yes, we our had friend it. now, we had uh, my personal <laughs> friend, yeah, George Knapp. Spoken to him outside the context of a show. Uh, my friend, if I were, to, if he was right next to me, he'd sort of be kind of forced in a way to acknowledge that he's he my would, friend. He would, and I do think he enjoyed us, thanks to everyone who listened to that interview. Oh, yeah, but he's been a proponent for this story because he heard about this, and what he got a hold of was this cop body cam footage. Yes. So May 1st, 
A young man sees what he says, a shooting star fly over his house and he hears a loud noise in his backyard. Uh-oh. Then he says he goes to see what the hell's going on with his family. Yeah. And if you and if you want to hear the entire story, you should actually go to the kid opened up his own YouTube page, which a lot of people got immediately kind of like, like, what? What is he doing here? I uh, mean, it's America. People are, you know. I just think it's an extremely whatever. interesting story, and he wanted to tell people the story. Yeah, and, if and, it is real, obviously, I will put it out there. Well, that, that who knows. body cam footage is real. That's been proved to be real. The cops yes. actually showed up at the location because the people called the police, and they're like, yeah, we got a couple of nine-footers out in the backyard, and the cops were like, yeah, we saw something, so it was corroborated. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's Alien Society 51 is his YouTube his YouTube uh, channel, if you want to go He's listen to his in. story. Yeah. And so he tells his story. Him and his family go to the backyard to see what's going on. And they say that they see these creatures eight to 10 feet tall, yeah. exactly as you would describe a gray. Uh, no mouth, no nose, big, what he described as wet eyes. Wet eyes is a term that we've heard many times describing well, grays. Well, if they don't have fucking uh, blinkers like we got, mm. what are they called? Eyelids? Eyelids. I would assume they have to stay moist somehow. I actually, Make I don't know. Wet. Unless they are fully a biomechanical machine. If it's like literally they're a machine. I don't know. Mm. And so they shot some, the family shot a little bit of video where you see very garbled. And I, I have attempted to watch each version of this so-called proof of alien existence, which yeah. is a very, very grainy iPhone video uh, was supposed to feature an alien hiding in the forklift. Right. And- uh, which is interesting. I, I am... I did not see anything. That's and actually much like unfortunate. In, in, um, you know, like in Scrooge, when he's like, you know, they can see these women's nipples in the costumes and <laughs> yeah. the guys are looking. He's like, hey, you can barely even see these nipples. Right. I was really looking. You were looking. And it's, it's sad because, as we know, with our horrible immigration status in this country for so many people that want to come and work, these farmers are looking for new types of people, entities to work the fields. And if we can get <laughs> the aliens to know how to use forklifts. That's know job how to, creation. Absolutely. And of course, then of course we can flip the script and they can become a servant class. But then the atmosphere becomes the border. Yeah. That'd be fucking cool though. Kind of boring is. That's a, that's mine. That's my pitch to Adult Swim. We're already having space wars right now. I mean, we're yeah, trying to. We're it. setting up for it. Stupid so, Star Trek. Oh yeah. Stupid Star Trek. But this video came out, right? He for this this story. But the reason why this story has any sort of water holds any water at all is this cop body cam footage that George Knapp secured. Now, I'm going to show a little bit of it so you can see it. We want to show it on the like our various whatever social media, Patreon, fucking garbage. Mm. But you can see, it's like from a 1950s fucking sci-fi movie that you see a light, a big, thick old light in the sky, yeah. shoot across and land in a little field. You see the explosion. But then, what you hear is, so the cop Saw this so independently. Absolutely, the family calls into nine one one saying, "Hey, there's a fucking creature in our backyard." They're like, "All right," but a cop happened to see this light happen at the same time. Freaks out, gets right. the call saying, "Hey, this family is seeing this blah 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 thing." This cop is now seeing the flash in the sky. He is then so motivated yep. that he goes to the family home. I mean, he's not that motivated. Well, yeah, because I'm going to play this little clip right now, is that he goes to go to the backyard, yeah. stops himself, and then says, Well, hey, if those nine-foot beings come back into your backyard, you call the police and we'll come back here, okay? Yeah. Come back, don't call us, all right? Deal with it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't dealing with that. <laughs> 
So he basically yeah, says, well, he's got to go see home to these, his wife. He, say, he says, if you see these eight footers again, you call us back and you we'll give come us look a at ring. It. Well, they said afterwards is that the cop was so fucking freaked out by the family. Uh, what he saw before, and, the and he sound, saw the thing the, go. The music in the background. Oh yeah, the music even <laughs> that was the creepiest. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you show up and you hear that, weird. Yeah, you know something about to get a real. I do like that. No, but it's uh, it is uh, interesting. A lot of people immediately debunking it because there was some fake footage. Ring footage came out that was completely fake. Uh, that showed mm. like you heard a sound, a crash noise. It's not there. There are some people calling into question the young man who saw it making the YouTube channel immediately and talking about it. I. I would say I, I'm also throwing some like hesitant vibes towards this story because it is very coincidental. It's coming on right after this whistleblower story. So you can kind of see how people are. You can, On some level, you could see maybe someone would benefit from throwing some chaff into the, the out yeah, there maybe. trying to make this kind of like, you know, like fuck it up. So you could throw this kind of outlander story in the middle of what's supposed to be a very grounded UFO story. I think they'll learn the hard way. There's still not a lot of money in ufology and the few amount of people that do make a, the few amount of bucks. It ruins their life. Um, well, there's also just not not, not many of them. Have no, really found a way to monetize. No, it. no, 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 no. But no. I did think that was fascinating. So, again, as Henry was saying, flaccid disclosure. Fla we're at half. Half, yes, mass. We're half mass, and uh, it you know is when you're going to the pool. Fascinating. Do you ever? You never fluff? No, I don't uh, feel the need to fluff. Uh, I believe that would be very strange. You don't fluff at all? No, I think that'd be very weird. Not if you're going to go out predatory. to the pool, or yeah, why would you do that? So you can go ah, no, you can see ah, no, 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 no. Ganda. No, no. Ah, the innocent has his trunk, doesn't it? I did go to a nude beach once, and I'll tell you one thing. A lot of those people don't have to fluff. Um, Let's talk about this story then you brought up. It's a perfect, well, perfect segue. Oh, we want to talk about Sonic? Oh, no, I want to talk about the nudist who couldn't sit in the restaurant. Oh, you want to talk about, all right, great, we can do all right, that. Because I've ended my UFO portion for this fucking week. All and right. we'll probably have more information next week. But again... Look into the Vegas UFO story. I'm thinking it's a little bit suspicious, but George Knapp's belief in the story makes me believe because we're best friends. And I am waiting on that invite, George. Right. So where it, am I going to be? Where you live? He doesn't know. Let me he come really to your doesn't house, know you. So there's a nudist colony. And uh, this, the nice thing about nudist colonies, again, is freedom and butts. Well, this guy and everyone says everyone has that, fun. And this one guy he says and, he does it because he has a high stress job and being nude. Allows them to relax. We're all supposed to be nude anyway. So there was a naked couple, and isn't that nice they were together? They went out to a little They're just friends, though. Well, it doesn't They say it several times. They're just friends. Okay, and that's fine. So they went out to a pub. They wanted to have a a, a meal. Um, but then uh it turns out that they were all naked. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then people were like, You can't be eating here naked, but I don't understand why not. So apparently this is a so finance worker. Neil Cox. Neil Cox. And healthcare worker Danielle Quiggin, who Quiggin. are probably, I'm going to put it out there, fairly attractive for nudists. Um, I mean, nudists are, nudists, they are, can be beautiful. Nudists is everybody. I mean, nudists can be anybody, but mostly the nudist is a different type. The nudist, a lot of times, is like, it mostly looks like me and my wife clone of me. 
Well, there is that aspect of it, but then also there are people who it's like, I understand. Why would you wear clothes? Yeah, why would you? You work so hard. I think a lot of times they're like, oh, no, no, I got to wear clothes because I'm making everybody horny all the time. So these people, these nudies went over to this place, right? This it was pub. called the, the Railway Pub on Which, if the, you Burnham-on-Sea. Sea. If you can't be naked at the Railway Pub, where can you be naked? It's not the so Rail that- Dog fucking pub. All these fucking prudes that were hanging out at the diner. They gave it a bunch of negative reviews because they just said they let all the cocks and poons hang out here. Well, and I think that's ridiculous that these people judged the diner for its open mindedness, causing the diner to now say, I'm sorry. Are your cock and balls out? You got to get out. Side stories. Gmail.com. I'd love to know your reaction. If two naked people came in to eat a restaurant with you, because I'm down. curious. I'm they're curious. The, if they're the chef, I understand. So if you know the what's chef. weird is? I'd rather you be standing. Why? Because sitting equals spreading. No, you just take a little spray. You no, just, no, no, no. Sh- I would say is I would ask as the business owner, hey, why don't we toss a napkin down? Sure, you could do that. Yeah, I think I'm not that's fine. That that's bad. Why don't we just put a little bit of buffer between nature and my and my 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 venture here? Look but so this is so, so Mr. Bus. Cox from Chesser, he said that I've made over five hundred visits to shops, bars, and other business whilst naked. And as far as I'm aware, not one of those visits has ever once resulted in a single negative review. Danielle and I find it deeply saddening that in 2023, 2023. an individual has attacked a small business that is trying to demonstrate acceptance and intolerance. And the reaction in the pub when we arrived was initially one of surprise, but quickly moved to quiet acceptance. Oh, my. Well, please, yes, shut the fuck up and just eat your food. Two naked people sitting in a corner of a pub having a beer and a burger quickly becomes boring. I mean, I would like to look over and see a set of boobies. Why not? There's five. He said he went into 500 shops, which does make me think he's like marking them down, which is kind of weird. I don't remember how many shops I've ever been in. That's the thing. He says he once previously, he did a 1,000 mile naked cycle. For charity, which has got to be fucking horrible Holy on your balls. Dude, your butthole. Oh, I was thinking God. asshole. Just all of it. He said, Because you again, know those are the little seats that go right mm, in right there. Right in there. And he said, he said he has a high-pressure career, and that he rarely gets dressed due to the fact that he's able to work from home, and he's very comfortable being naked. And he says, I live this way all the time, and most people are used to me. I'm very comfortable, and I'm used to this. And yes, you still get attention, and you can feel on show. Sure. But it's usually curiosity rather than bad attention. Well, you know what the most important thing is? It's not illegal. It's In not the illegal. UK, public nudity is not itself illegal. No. Which, again, does make me think what happened with this gimp that they persecute so greatly. But they, they say that he's not illegal, but they said Except, that you have to, it's only if you are doing in a way to provoke, apparently, which I don't know how you figure well, that out. Well, according to the UK's Crown Prosecution Service, they say that it's legal in the absence of any sexual context yes. or intention to cause alarm which I do understand. or distress. No, my so favorite, we can take a though, little bit of that here, though. I rarely say that about the British but we could have a little bit more acceptance to freeing the balls here. I believe that, yes, nudity should be prevalent and always. I think it should be everyone should be naked at all times, except when you're at a welding office. Or some form of you're at the fryer later and you're working and you're near the Burger well, King let's or just McDonald's. Say maybe on a beach. Oh, you can be nude on a beach. Sure, sure, sure. At the office. Uh. Now, I, my favorite though is because they listed a bunch of the the negative TripAdvisor reviews of the restaurant, <laughs> and my favorite is the one that says "speechless," but then it has five paragraphs. 
That's oh, my favorite. Is a one star speechless. Pru, what Prue just sitting in there in their itchy just corduroy, grabbing their fucking crotches, being like, "Oh, I wish I had the freedom to be naked," and then writes a five paragraph TripAdvisor review on a couple just trying to live their best life between that asshole and the group that has the anti UFO convention. I don't know what's going on with this GD world. I don't know myself, and you got to be careful, especially out there. And you got to you got to protect yourself, especially from your family. Live from your grave. All right. Well, I want to talk about this story because it has everybody really nervous, um, and also kind of excited. Sonic. So oh, there was a Sonic yeah, sure, employee. Sure, sure, now, sure, 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 if sure, you sure. want to get your hot dogs out right. You want every single employee at that Sonic to be clicking, loaded, clicking, clicking, with clicking. cocaine. Oh yeah, well that's but what you mean. Are they even well trained and focused on the on the burger at hand? They need to be trained. It's just a, it's hot dogs, bro. It's hot dogs, bro. Well, actually, Sonic is complicated. I think that Sonic it's has hot, a, it's for so- the varied menu that it does have. I feel does. like you have to know how to do quite a bit. It does. And for a little hack out here in uh, Los Angeles, I'm at El Lagino now. Um, what? You're supposed to go to Del Taco. You know what you get at Del Taco? What? The burgers. And do you know what you get at uh, In-N-Out? What? The tacos. See, I I think Isn't I will, the, my main truly controversial thing I'll say today, the only controversial thing I've said today, mm-hmm. is um, In-N-Out is overrated. Oh, yeah, it is. And the fries suck. And everyone knows that. So a Sonic drive through a person's going through. They want to get their goddamn hot dog, right? And it turns out when they open up this hot dog bait, they take a bite out of this hot dog, you know? And it turns out uh, it's not mustard that's on their face. It's a bunch of cocaine. Now, this is a 54-year-old cook at Sonic Drive-In. He was arrested by the name Jeffrey David Salazar. And the man looks sufficiently sad in his mugshot. Now, they said that she went. She bought this lady bought a hot dog. Yeah, and she bought dog. a she bought a hot dog, and it was a coney. So it was a hot dog chopped long. with chili and melted cheese, and right? Long. And long. And she when she opened it, she was a she in her mouth came out a full bag. She had about a hundred dollars worth of cocaine, which makes it officially a coney dog. Yeah, exactly. I, what is this woman complaining about? I would not honestly. This is true. This is me. I would not have gone to the cops. I would have gone in and been like, uh, buddy, I think I found. Or I would this have been is like, your cocaine. I would not have taken it just because, unless you want to test it. We're in a very Puritan country. But because um, I would try to be like, how much this? I bet this is about five hundred dollars worth of cocaine, right? That's what I would say. Sure. Knowing you're lowballing, get the money because now you have the man's cocaine. Oh, absolutely, and have fun with it. So, of course, the cops show up immediately because it's a hot dog related crime. Oh, of course. They're and like, then to be like, no, no. To prove that it's okay. cocaine. Dude, I, they, oh yeah, they do the, they do the, the pinky test. Yeah, they do a field test, <laughs> which is stealing that's a person's pure, cocaine. That's pure cocaine. You know how many times. All right, let me just do a couple of bumps. Uh, let's call in Zabrowski, the drug dog. <laughs> uh, he's a person. Yeah, we just call him drug dog. Yeah, bow wow. Let me see that cocaine. <laughs> um, but this, uh, I love this piece of humanity here. Now, yeah. they said that they, of course, they went and they got the surveillance footage from inside the restaurant to kind of figure out where to come from. It's a bag of cocaine and a hot dog. Uh, it, you know, it's, it wasn't always, well hidden. We now know this is an issue. This is someone's made a mistake. There's only so many places that the cocaine could so, have come they, from. They go and they watch and they see Salazar. And he mm. says that he is making some form of, tra- they see it. Him and another guy are making a transaction within the back room of the Sonic area where they see oh, him in another side the coke deal. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're buying, he's buying cocaine. And then he says Salazar that appears to go back to his job for preparing food. However, they said after the alleged transaction, 
They said that the only way they could describe it was that Salazar stopped what he was doing uh-huh. and began to, quote, frantically search the area as if he had lost something. I actually think that's the cocaine within the cocaine. Oh, that is. Because you, know, it's, you it's, get it's fucking, so It's the up. end of fucking Goodfellas. It's Ray Liotta seeing the black helicopters like he's making the fucking veal cutlets and then like, we got to flush the cocaine down the toilet. It's very sad. Waylon Jennings has a song about it as well. So I actually feel this man's stress. Oh, very because, much. So. It's uh, like, he it's also the moment. Because looks... I've thrown out weed. I remember I, I, oh, I've back done in the that. Day. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, you can just see, first of all, the guy himself, I don't know if he's actually going to use the cocaine. It looks like he might want to be a cool stepdad, get it for his kid. I don't I, know. I just feel but like either way, Mr. Salazar's story, I think, is long and complicated, and I hope he doesn't go to jail for a, a well, long a time for the cocaine. It's but a felony, but he shouldn't so go to jail for it. Actually, That's why but, I'm sad about it. It is just cocaine. It just... We'll just be careful with it. But oh, yeah, the thing just don't is, drop it into a fucking hot dog, dude. Put it in your fucking pocket, man. What well, is wrong with you? Whoa, How long have you been whoa, buying cocaine? Whoa, whoa, he's busy, bro. He works at Sonic. I know, man. He's and I, we stressed all stressed out. I the am not orders even, don't stop coming in when you're doing your cocaine deal. I am looking out for our audience. Do you know how many times I've bought drugs at work, and how many sure. times our incredible audience has bought drugs at work? Yeah, millions of times. And that's what I'm saying. And so, so I'm looking out for them. Keep your head like now. Once you got that cocaine, man, you need to put it in your car, dude. Well, you need to put it away it might from your be body. A little too hot in there. Uh, I would. I, Does you coke know, have to be temperature controlled? I have no idea. But you know what I would say. You know, like when we did all of our mushrooms, and we still do our mushrooms. But we're getting older now. We would be like, boys, weekend. We're going to Vegas. Who's got the mushrooms? You plan it. Oh, it's all planned. What if he was going camping this weekend with his boys? Oh, man. And he's just like, hey, brother, can you just get us a little bit of coke? You know, back in the old days. I'll tell you what, this little league championship ain't going to umpire itself. No, it's not. I need, I'm going to need some strike calling powder. (laughs) So, no, I have no idea what this guy was doing. But again, we've all bought drugs at work. You just, he's ruining the party for the rest of us, man. I just, when he fucks up like that, he makes all the rules harder on everybody else. You gotta fucking watch your six, dude. I don't know. I just, I honestly, Keep if your I was head the in a woman, fucking swivel, man. If I was the woman, I just wouldn't have called the police. I mean, it's just all. It's yeah. I honestly, I, don't know. Maybe, I do feel like it's a little like we're moving. I feel like as a country, we can move past this part of calling the police. I think that if it's just drugs, just fucking sell them. Well, now you're being a criminal or do them. Sell them to somebody uh, or do them. criminal, but whatever. I, or, you know, just go back. But test the coke just, before you do it. That's another thing I want to make sure our audience understands. Yes, test the fucking coke go. for fentanyl before it fucking kills you. There you go. Real nice there. All it right. is nice. I agree with you. I agree with you entirely. Okay. Well, I think it's time for Hero of the Week. I think we've yelled enough. Yeah, I, I believe so. Hero of the Week. Now, what is a hero? You know, my my times when I imagine the, when, you know, I remember Mister Rogers says in times that are bad, look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. Look, look for, for the, the helpers. helpers, which is what I always say about us. So there's a Nova Scotian, that's a person. Yep. Uh, they rescued 18 dogs from a wildfire that spread rapidly near Dude, Halifax. You see, that is an actual hero. There you go, Lisa Parsons. She got 18 dogs in this doggy daycare. A whole bunch of fire comes rolling through. She works at Pampered Paws Inn, and she said, you're not going to take my dogs. So she went in and she saved 
18 of oh, those. That's like Pee Wee Herman. It is. So she is a hero. And then runner up, a feral hog stole 18 <laughs> beers, got drunk and started a fight with a cow. But we've covered that. I feel like that might even be a fake story because we've heard it so much. So many times. But we times. do know that hogs do like beer and it's always funny. And again, yeah, I would. I, I Lisa Parsons saving people is the first Doggies. real hero we've. But I say, you know, I say people. That's yeah. the first hero I've heard about in a while. Yeah, Lisa Parsons, you did it. And you're Nova Scotian as well. So I bet you she's pretty hot. They're a beautiful, beautiful bunch. She's cute. Look at her. She's cute. She's cute. Oh, okay. Is she well, single? Lisa Parsons, you single? I don't. Ben Kissel right here. Side stories no, no, no. at gmail.com. If actually somebody could get in touch with Lisa Parsons, fucking come on. Come She's on. not my type. She saved all those dogs. You don't think she couldn't save one more? I don't know. Big dogs eat. Nova Scotians. Okay. You were just talking about the, you were just praising the Nova Scotians. I really know nothing about the Nova Scotian people. What's the Nova Scotian people? I don't know. God, I know. They're from Nova Scotia near Halifax. Also, another fucking fire. That's not a hero at all. Matt, the fires are not the, the hero at all. No, Jesus um, Christ. I got a couple of good uh, responses to my questions about the UFO. Um, don't know. Most people are saying don't know. We got it reached out from the, uh, the what's it, the National Reconnaissance Office. Uh, we have a listener there who works over the National Reconnaissance Office, the same office that David Grush used to work for. Okay. And he said basically our job was to build, deploy, and operate satellites and the payloads, the sensors on board. And he said the National Geospatial Agency is another one that sounds super sinister. But yeah. actually, he says it's mostly um, very boring. He basically says to straight up, it's like uh, it's mostly just a bunch of dorks like me sitting behind computers and looking at pictures of clouds. But don't you want us to think that? Yeah, I mean, but also that's... Wouldn't you want us to think that, you fucking spy? I mean, it's kind of like baseball. You know, there's only so much action. Most of it's very boring. You chew tobacco, you spit it, you grab your nuts. Yeah, most of the time you're just trying to... You're just trying to fuck local wives. Sure, but when the action happens, it happens fast, it happens quick, and you better be on the ball. And that's what makes it an extremely boring sport. Yeah. Well, I, I do love baseball, though. I'm getting in. I can't. I still don't enjoy it so much on TV, but live, we'll go to a game. I mean, live is different. Anything live I'll is different. Right I'll go watch soccer live. Oh, I love live sport. Yeah, I do that. All right, here we go. I have another little, like, I'm, I'll do this longer story of the Piltergeist and Schleichen. Okay. Schleichen. Schleichen. Many people are super against the idea of private corporations getting involved in the UFO story, which I could totally yeah, sure. But they, actually, that's what David Grush was kind of saying. He thinks it's going to end up happening is that it's going to go to corporations and then they're going to come back and essentially, here's the stuff you gave us to figure out. You can buy it back from us now. Yeah, yes, that's what they do. Yes. Look what they've done with the water. I grew up in a house that had a poltergeist in it that seemed to be focused on me in particular. Hmm. I'm 35 now, but everything started when I was in the sixth grade. So about the year 2000 or so. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was was 97. Holy hell. So we moved to the house in 1998 after coming back to California from living in Indonesia for some time. The house was way out of the country outside a town called Vacaville. Unfortunately, pronounced Vacaville. Vacaville, which means cow town. Okay. All right. It was built on the side of an old fruit farm from the 1800s (laughs) where a lot of Japanese immigrants worked and lived. Great. 
Now, we used to find old broken Japanese stoneware and small artifacts with Japanese characters written on them. Ah, We would also find tons of Native American artifacts like fishing weights and arrowheads of a, or obsidian shards. Ooh. Nice. Ooh, what about a nudie magazine? Indeed. My entire family had experiences in that house as well as quite a few of my friends. It made such an impact on some people that they started believing ghosts after their experience. Hmm. Anyways, a little while after moving in, I started complaining to my parents that I felt like someone was watching me while I was sleeping on top of my loft bed, and I would ask to sleep on the floor in their room. According to my mom, I started regularly telling my parents that something is wrong with the house and, quote-unquote, something is bad here. Okay, okay. A few months later, after I started saying that, Every few nights, my parents started hearing strange noise in the hallway outside their room. They've described this sound as a bowling ball rolling down a bowling lane, starting in the hallway and stopping right when it reached the door. I've heard this oh. about this noise many times when it comes to poltergeist activity. Your house was built on a former bowling mm. alley. Isn't that I, worse than a graveyard? Was it? Uh, you are who I am. Yeah, that you guy. know who you are. I am. You know the story. He's actually a recovering alcoholic. It was a big deal for him. He was actually kind of a success story. I mean, he's a massive success story. I mean, bold. it's the best sport for recovering alcoholics. It's the greatest, and now, for alcoholics. Oh, very much so. Yes. Now, oh, it was really strange though because the hallway was entirely carpeted. Now, some months after these noises started, my cousin came over and stayed with us for a few weeks during summer break. Hmm. One night while we were watching TV with my mom and sister, we heard cabinets slamming in the dining room. Thinking it was one of the cats messing with the cabinet doors, sure. my cousin and I walked into the dining room to get it to stop. When we walked in, we saw two of the cabinet doors slamming open and closed entirely on their own. Needless to say, we freaked the fuck out and ran to the living room. Right. And there's just many more stories. I'll just do a couple more, they said. When I was in high school, I was at an old school CRT TV in my room. The kind where you had to pull a knob just to turn it on and didn't have a remote. I remember that. Oh, I remember Back that. Back in the day. It go both ways up to school. Both ways I remember up to both the snow and then I remember yeah. when I had to call the principal and tell them I was gay. Yes, indeed. And you used to jerk off to the surgery channel as close as you can get to seeing a nipple. And I woke up in the middle of the night one night and as I was laying there trying to get back to sleep, I heard the knob pull out on the TV turning on. I looked up and there was just static on the screen with the volume turned up really loud. Okay. A couple seconds went by and then the knob clicked back into place turn the TV off. Cool. The last story is the scariest thing that happened, at least in my opinion. This happened probably around 2007. My mom was in the kitchen cooking one afternoon, getting ready for some family to come over for dinner later. I was in my room doing something on my computer and all of a sudden I heard her scream and then a dish breaking on the floor. I run out to the kitchen to see what happened mm -hmm. and I see her standing there with her hands over her mouth crying. I asked her what was wrong, but it took her a little while to actually answer me. When she was able to, she told me that she had seen a tall, skinny, shadow-like person standing in the hallway next to the kitchen. Oh, my God. It's Jake Tapper. It's Jake, Jake Tapper. Tapper. Tapper? It was just a little tall. Oh, he's like a bar rescue. Bar rescue. I feel that you need to be making drinks bigger. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was a little taller than the door frame. She said she made eye contact with it and it smiled at her. But the face she saw was a copy of my face. That's scary. Almost like a disguise. After she dropped the plate, it disappeared. Oh, my. It's a long story, but the house burnt down in 2020 during the California fires. The fire that burned down the house was actually set by a guy that was trying to burn the body 
of a woman he just killed. Well, there you go. Isn't that nice? That's uh, fucking scary, dude. Practice safe body decomposition. Always. Always. Yeah. Make sure you got the right shovel. Yes, indeed. All right, because you're going to live every day haunted by the fact that you got this body already all the way out to the ravine. And next thing you know, I got the wrong shovel for the terrain. Oh, my what God. What am I even doing? Should have read, read more of the uh, indifference uh, stars above. And you just got to laugh. Because, you know, you never know what's going to go wrong. <laughs> in this whole life, things. you never know when you're going to go outside and a bunch of a plane is literally going to dump liquid ice shit on you. You couldn't have that remember happen. That? Yes. Remember that? Uh, and then absolutely. You're, you're going to love telling everybody that story in jail. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you know. What you in for? Bad shovels. Bad shovels. It ain't right. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much we for We did listening. it. You got your live shows coming up. Yes, I've got live you shows. You hustle, man. You got to hustle damn tickets. I so. know. I have to hustle Because remember, these what I need you to do is when you go see Kissel's show, I want you to wear a sign on your shirt that says something like, I'm Spanish. And he's going to lay into you. I mean, people write a shirt being like, my wife's a bitch. July 9th. And he's going to tear it to shreds. San Diego, July 9th, July 16th, San Francisco, July 23rd, Vegas. Uh, that's my birthday weekend. And July 30th, Ontario, California. Bud Light so, Limes. We just got to get a couple. Just get a couple hundred people out to those shows. You there. show up, you buy him a Bud Light Lime. He's going to tell you why he can't fuck you that night. Oh, well, I mean, really depends on who you come are. On, it? Come on. Okay, Give everyone. A shot. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustulations. Hail me. Bye. Hail me, y'all. Come on, y'all. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. 